Hello and welcome to Mindset Mayhem. My name is Lauren. I'm a nurse practitioner, a health coach, and consultant. And I'm Eileen. I'm a mom of three, wife, spiritual healer, and entrepreneur. And we want to be your new best friends. This podcast is dedicated to your mindset, your health and wellness, energy, spirituality, and so much more. There is so much information out there. We don't want to tell you what to do. We want to give you the tools and the info so you can make aligned choices for you and your family. So step out of the mainstream mayhem and start making sound decisions for yourself. Welcome to Mindset Mayhem. Hello, this is Lauren. This is Eileen, and you just said, we're ready. (laughs) You've been making, the Southern twang has been coming out. I don't know why. It's just like, I don't know, it's another part of me. I love doing accents. I've told you this before. I had a weird thing with a fake Estonian accent. Also, I I used to get a lot, people would ask me, like, are you from the South? And I'm like, what the fuck? Why? Why? Yeah, I'm like, what makes you think that? Yeah, it's so funny because my mom, you know my mom's accent, she's, Mark. My dad's name is Mark. She doesn't know how to say an R, so it's yeah. Mark. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. Get in the car. And I do not speak like that. But well, my Jimmy older does. My, he's from Somerville, from Boston. Oh yeah, my older brother does. You'd think we all grew up in a different fucking household. I'm like, Bruce, what are you? Why are you talking like that? But it just comes out sometimes. It is what it is. Uh, when I first moved to Massachusetts, and I people called me Franny. I sounded like Fran Drescher. Oh, yeah. Straight up. I was obsessed with that show. Like, I wanted to be Franny. Um, So I sounded just like her. People would make fun of me. And I would sit in AA meetings, and everyone sounded like they had a speech impediment. It was right outside. It was in Walpole in Norwood, Massachusetts. Oh, God. I would have to say the words in my mind and then, like, translate what they were saying because I couldn't figure it out because of all the – I can't even do it. I don't know. But they would drop their R's so Mm -hmm. bad. Badly. And as uh, same thing with um I can't watch British TV. See, I'm the exact opposite. I think British people are so funny. I can't understand half of what they're saying. That's why. But there's something about their banter. They're funny fucks and they are so insensitive. Like they, they don't get upset about anything. So they're just literally laying into one another and something about it is so comforting to me which i know sounds so toxic but part of being in this hyper masculine growing up with brothers is like we were all just abrasive and it's something i've had to learn and and be a lot softer and more sensitive but like I honestly love somebody just busting my balls and laying into a joke a time or two. You know me I mean? too. I do love, I think that that's a New England thing and that's oh, yeah. also a Northeast thing where mm-hmm. the sarcasm oh, yeah. and just straight for the jugular. Exactly. I love it. My whole family, my dad is a funny fuck and so he just makes fun of me constantly. Yesterday he was so nice. He was getting wreaths and I was like, are there, I, I want to- He was getting a what? Wreaths. Oh, a wreath? A oh, wreath. So, so I guess I can't speak. He was getting me a wreath. A wreath, a Christmas wreath. Yeah, and my front door is green. And so I wanted something with like some pop like of color. Exactly, a pop of color. So I'm like, is there any that aren't green? And he goes, here's the thing. They're all made from evergreen. So I'm going to look, but I can't. I was like, you fucking smart ass. And like, th- that's what I grew up with my whole life is just this smart ass banter back and forth. Oh, I But you know what? It. It, it made us tough cookies. There you go. Exactly. I, I do. I, I love me some sarcasm. I feel it. I'm very sarcastic in my head. And sometimes I worry that it's not going to come out as that. Yeah. Because I also have this, I don't know if the Jersey girl thing, it kind of has like a an ang mm, at the yeah, end of it. Yeah. So I'm like, girl, you just sound like a bitch. <laughs> don't say that. 
You're not allowed to. Your but voice honestly, doesn't call for it. Don't hold yourself back because I, I feel like. Yeah, who needs friends? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, censor yourself to be respectful, but don't censor yourself when it comes to humor and comedy as long as you're being respectful. Yeah, for sure. We well, need more humor. We need more comedy out here. Like, let's bring funny shit back. I've been thinking about that with my health Instagram. Like, health on social media is so boring sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to, like, my friend the other day was joking. She sends me a video. Well, she was telling me about the microgreen. She was, I just want to pack a lip of this shit. <laughs> and I was like, see, that is the content that the people need. Give the people what they want. Exactly. Let's, let's do that. Okay. So I'm going to say this right here. Yeah. We need to scratch the individual stuff. We need to come together on our social and start posting. I know. I was talking in the last episode about the fucking hazelnuts that I couldn't find anywhere. Yes. And then like an earthy crunch. I was so desperate that he hands me this tiny ass bag of it. And I'm like, fine. Yes, I will take the time between um, hosting a 10-year-old slumber party birthday and trying to figure out not how to give them uh, the Nutella so I will make my own so it's seed oil free. I'm fucking roasting them. But I started a reel and I was like, oh, let me be cute. Let me do like, you know, I'll do the voiceover. So you know what? I am going to post a reel and the voiceover is going to be real. I love it. It's going to be like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. Yes, I exactly. think I shit. I, I knocked him with a spoon. That felt good. Yes, that that I think will translate and people will enjoy it so much more because it's authentic. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we're talking about today. Being the most authentic version of yourself, how freeing it is, how it frees other people. People feel more comfortable. You said the highest vibration is not love, it's authenticity. Exactly. And so we want to talk about being our authentic self and we also want to talk about this this theme of homecoming and by homecoming, we don't mean a physical place, but we mean coming home to yourselves. Cause so many of us have abandoned ourselves, abandoned our authentic being who we are. And some of it was for protection. You know, maybe you showed something of yourself as a child and it, it, it created a sense of unsafety in you. So you held it within you and you didn't let it back out. But now is the time to tap back in, to come back home to yourself. So I have such a unique perspective on this because I have been homeless and coming from an unhealthy upbringing, not all parts of it, but a lot of it and always searching for a home. I was out early of the in the house. I lived with um, friends. Speaking of accents, my best friend, um, her parents are Colombian. And so they, I, I was down with the Spanglish. Like mm. I understood <laughs> it. Go. I so much. And now I'll see them and they're like, mommy, escúchame. Like, listen to me. You don't understand what I'm saying. I'm like, no comprende. She's like, oh, baby, why? Yeah. I'm like, because I'm white. And I, <laughs> I live around a lot of white people. Yeah. I'm sorry. But, um, but trying to find a house or a place that felt like home. And then I lived in my car when I was 19 and then I was homeless again when I was 25. And what I've discovered now in hindsight is yes, of course I needed a roof over my head, but the thing that I was searching for the most during that time of becoming sober and finding out who I was from a healed perspective was I was looking for me. I was Mm -hmm. looking for the version of me that I... I had always been too busy being in survival mode to find her. Exactly. And I think that is where so much of our disconnect comes from is either if, whether it's conscious or not, it's senses of unsafety throughout our lives that have repressed these creative aspects of ourselves, the Mm -hmm. authentic aspect of ourselves, because when you don't feel safe, you can't create. When you don't feel safe, you you don't tap into the authentic version because exactly like you said, surviving comes first. And we understand that and we respect that. So if you're in survival mode, this isn't to shame you, but it's to remind you that you can adopt 
authentic versions of yourself in your day to day. And you can start coming back home to yourself because it's a process and it's a practice. And it takes fucking guts because we are so used to following a system, following the pamphlet of this vortex. Yes. Like this is what you do. This is how you deal with this here. You know what? Take this pill, watch this TV. Like if we take time to separate self from the masses, my favorite time to do this is early in the morning. Mm -hmm. They say studies, statistics show that seven minutes of sitting with self meditation can change the trajectory of your vibration, of your mindset, Mm -hmm. of your energy, of who you are. So separating in order to really what you're doing is learning to trust yourself. Exactly. And I think that's a massive part of it, especially in my generation. Nobody knows how to be alone. And that was my problem. I can admit I had an anxious attachment style and I was a codependent person. And when I was in my past relationship, I was very much like that. And I didn't know myself. I abandoned myself in the state. I would call it love, but I am the type of person where I love so much. I pour everything into them and I neglected myself. Mm. So I wasn't following my dreams and aspirations. And then as soon as I had that moment and met with you, I started slowly but steadily coming back to myself. And my life has changed fucking drastically because instead of any other critic or someone telling me what I should do or who I am, I sat with myself and I went through a dark fucking time being alone and figuring it out. And I am so thankful that I did that because I didn't even know who I was or what I wanted. And it has drastically changed completely. And even doing this podcast, like I realized that I have this creative outlet in myself that had been quelled for so long that people don't tap into. And yeah, of course, we're not saying leave your nine to five and don't provide for yourself, but there's a spark in you and there's a passion in you that you talk about something and your voice picks up and that your inner child wants you to fucking run towards that. And that in and of itself is you starting to come home to yourself. And so that is a good practice is to sit with yourself. And our homework to you is what does your future and best self look like? What do they dress like? We've talked about this before. What does it feel like when they walk in a room? And then you reverse engineer that motherfucker and you start doing all of those things right now because you're going to transport yourself into that timeline 10 times faster when you move like that. It's it's fake it till you make it. And yeah. it's not in an inauthentic way. It's it's going to feel so uncomfortable at the beginning because it's unfamiliar. Yeah. But if you continue to uh peel back these layers, shaking is great. That's why that's why working out is so good. That's why having friends that are completely authentic around you helps to bring it out of yourself. My mind is going a billion different directions right now with Me too. everything that you said. So yeah. what were we talking about? Oh my, the so, becoming. So we're, we're talking about the becoming, the homecoming. Don't worry, I feel the same way. So let's give some people some examples of what it looks like when you're not disconnected. Because I'm sure some people are like, okay, what does this mean? How do I know if I'm not at home with myself? So I, I I wrote a couple things down. And one of those things like we talked about is censoring yourself. And mm-hmm. so even when you brought that up at the beginning of the conversation, right. a light bulb went off. And that's something that I 
when I started this podcast, I was like, oh, I'm an NP. People are going to hear me talking. I have to censor myself and slowly but steadily, little by slow with your help and your guidance. And then my growing independence and, and growing self-power, I'm realizing that fuck censoring myself. I'm Lauren Beauchamp. I am who I am. If you do not like it, that's absolutely fine. You don't need to listen to me. You don't need to like it, but I'm not going to dampen myself or make myself small to fit in someone else's box because I'm fluid, baby. I am not one thing. You cannot keep me contained in anything. And Eileen, I know is the same exact fucking way. That's right. I mean, when I have these moments of self-doubt, you know, we've talked about everything. If you've listened to the episode, well, not everything, but a lot of stuff and so many parts of me, like you would have never, when I was in the thick of it, when I was in the thick of who the fuck am I? What am I here for? Why am I here? What is the purpose of all this? You know, when you go down that, that path, of what is this all about? That's actually a really great place to be. But while I was in that journey, I would have never told anybody, you know, I used to live in a crack house. I was homeless. I used to strip. Like those are parts of me now that you can't take away from me. And if you want to judge me on that, that's all you. But that, the version of me that I used to be, she was a fucking survivor. Yes. She got me through. She was sparky. Yes. She had a spunk to her that got me through some seedy ass times in my and life. And she's the structure of yeah. the being that you are now and mm -hmm. the bones and the scaffolding for where you're going to be. And that is the beauty of it. And also, for the people that do judge Eileen for that, you should really ask yourself, what is it in you? And what's jealous. the reason? You want to start? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. no, no, but no, but like people are uncomfortable with these things. And it's interesting. And that's another part of this that we were talking about beforehand of another sign of disconnection. But a, 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 it's a is jealousy, but it's also a means of understanding and, and knowing what it is you want. So when you see somebody that has something and it makes you mad, instead of getting upset about it, use that as, okay, this is a blueprint. Maybe I'm upset because they have a nice car and I want to work hard and I want a job where I have financial freedom. So use it as a blueprint and a guide of, okay, why does that trigger me? And then, okay, it's because this is something I want. This is something I see within myself that I know that I can go out and grab. Jealousy and envy is the awareness of an unfulfilled desire. Yes. That is what it is. Mm. And so it well doesn't said. have to be this like pinpointing, you know, that's the separation. The separation of, in us wants to gossip about it, wants to belittle them for who they are or what they've done. It's also a conditioning. Mm. So when we're talking about this homecoming or becoming who you are and being comfortable within yourself, mm. that is part of it. I love, 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 love now. Call me twisted. But when somebody talks about jealousy, oh, no, I'm like, hey, okay. All right. Higher self. All right. Inner child. Mm. All right. You know, this present version of Eileen, what is it within me? It's an unfulfilled desire and let's get to work. Exactly. And let's deliver on that desire. And another one is relentless ambition. And we talked about that in the podcast of we want to follow calling, not drive. And how many people are relentlessly following a dollar amount and then some of the unhappiest people in the world are the richest people because they think that if I just get this, I'm going to be happy and I just get this. But in doing so, they're chasing external validation and they're not fueling anything internal within themselves. And so when you rely and are attached to the outcome of all these things that aren't within you, you are never going to feel whole. You need to be that for yourself. You need to be home for yourself so that everything else is an added bonus. So it's taking a time out while you're talking about this too. And, you know, people are like forging through in the wrong direction, but they're just fucking determined as hell. Yeah. It's like, 
if we go deeper, it's always more than just us. We are not alone. We are never alone. We are so supported. Each and every single soul person walking this earth has a guide tribe, has a realm of angels and beings and ancestors and loved ones that are rooting for us and helping to guide us. So if we calm down for a minute, if we take that pause, if we quiet ourselves from the chaos of the outside world and we come into our soul, which is really cool too. I can go into deeper some other time, but when you find out what my soul's name is, Naya. I love that. Yep. And it's amazing how when I found her name and then I was driving on the highway, I was bawling my eyes out and then tell me this car comes in front of me. And what was the fucking license plate? Naya. Naya. How, is, how do you spell it? N-A-Y-A-H. Okay, so it's Naya. different spelling, but it's funny because um, in Hawaii, dolphins, I think, are Naya. And I was like, oh, I want to name my next dog Naya. <laughs> well, so random. Here I am, baby. <laughs> Naya. But we all have a soul contract. And it doesn't have to be this like big whimsical thing. I think about Gary V. Love him. Business entrepreneur. I listen to him all the time. He talks about find that, like you were saying, find that thing that lights you up. If it's fucking stamps, then go after stamps. Yeah. If it's coins, if it's landscape, if it's photography, the lack and the separation from self is what tells us you can't make money doing that. Yeah. I can't be successful doing that. Mm -hmm. No, you can. And we are in a world right now that is actually proving that day in and day out by from a business from an entrepreneurial standpoint, there are more millionaires popping out in what we can call a niche mm -hmm. now than ever before. Absolutely. So it's a win-win if we can get over, if we can find that courage to trust ourselves and to walk through that dark pathway of like, oh, I don't know where I'm going, but this feels good. Yeah. Have you heard of that Japanese saying, Ikigai? It's yes. like, the, yeah, the fusion of the passion and the purpose. And I feel like that's what we're working on, you know, and that's what we should all be working on. And that's why some people feel so disconnected is because they know inherently that what they're doing is so far separated from their moral compass, from what they're meant and placed on this earth to do. Because we are all, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings have a human, mm -hmm. having a human experience. We are all a piece of source of God, whatever you want to call it. And so when we're denying that authentic versions of ourselves, we're denying literally the source, the gift from the greatest creation of God's green earth that we have within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's why it feels wrong. That's why people feel disconnected. That's why intention, 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 intention. You had said earlier, no, this isn't like burn the house, you know, leave the family, you know, yeah. quit the nine to five. This is a what small, intentional, grounded um, shifts can I make within my everyday life? Exactly. That's how my Instagram started. I was at the end of my relationship where, I, like I was saying, I just wasn't fueling myself. And I wasn't pouring into myself. And I decided one day, you know what? I'm going to start doing something I love because I didn't like the job I was in, this, that, and the other thing. And I started making my healing Instagram. And that brought me so much passion, just seeing things that I enjoyed every day. So I had my personal account that was not giving me joy because I was comparing myself to mm. other people's lives Such all day long. Sucker, right? It was the, the ultimate opposite of a homecoming. It's like, mm. go. it was me being a sheep. And that is something I've been working on is discernment with my time and my energy because it is precious. And that was the word I got in your sound bath. And I have used it and held on to it so dearly. And the way I use my energy now is 
it's so precious to me. And it's transmuted into all things in my life because it's not just what I give, but it's also what I allow around me because being at home with yourself is also knowing about, okay, this person isn't good for me. This environment isn't good for me. This food doesn't make me feel good. It's not just spiritual. It's everything. We have to make this, this house a home. We have to take good care of ourselves in all aspects to come home to ourselves. I keep feeling too, you know, people's minds are kind of turning right now and you're probably talking to yourself and it's like, well, how do I know? Like my life isn't bad. Like, mm. you know, I'm grateful for so many parts of it. Like I have a good, you know, I'm happy in my relationship or happy enough. And they're like, well, how do you know? And there's always the beauty of this experience is there's always more to be uncovered, to mm. be, um, you know, unveiled. And so if you continue to walk the path of maybe the intention simply being, when is the last time that I did something just for the pure joy yes. of it? And, and what is that for yes. you? You know, not thinking, oh yeah, I saw this thing the other day. I mean, trying everything is great. Like, let's get back to an unfixed mindset where I'm going to try something new. Exactly. And fear is massive. It, it holds us back from so much. And I've been realizing it's like the fear is, it's like the envy. If you're afraid of something, it's your body is like, all right, motherfucker, this is what you're meant to be doing. Like mm -hmm. my, one of my fears growing up, public speaking. I'm on a podcast now. Hey it's now, we're about things. to be on stages. Yes. And I, I know that that was, that fear is something that I had to conquer and something I had to go through because it's going to unlock me into my truest, highest self and my homecoming. And I feel so much better doing this podcast than I have any job I've ever had in my entire life. Yes. I love it. it it's such a, it's such a web because what we resist persists, but also what we resist, there's fear behind it. So we have to kind of dive into, yeah. okay, why do I fear this? Why do I resist this? What is behind that? And that comes to getting to know who you are so well, becoming your own best friend, standing so strongly within who you are, right, wrong, indifferent, making mistakes. That's part of it. Let's take perfectionism off the table. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing that you're going to do perfect in this world. Some mm -hmm. things will be great and some things will be really messy, but it's all a part of the process of coming home to yourself. And every person that you look up to that's a master at whatever they do and has completed mastery all started at the beginning and they knew fucking jack shit. So you have to remember that you have to start somewhere and you're going to fumble and you're going to fail, but eventually you're going to be a beast at it. Get curious. That's it. You just have to get curious. Mm -hmm. And you're right. I mean, everyone starts at zero followers. Everyone yeah. starts at not knowing. I had a... Um, a boss. So when I was a trainer, Jimmy and I were trainers and we would work with retired NHL players and he was a Bruins and he had like all these um, accolades. And he used to say, you know, it takes 10,000 hours to become um, yeah. perfect. That's our, not yeah. perfect, but you know, professional Proficient, yes, at something. And so he used to say to all the kids, well, you better get to work because this is our one. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. And I would love that. Exactly. I'm like, this is our one. And it's also kind of liberating and freeing in a way because it's like, all right, I'm an hour one. I can fuck up as many times as I want. Mm -hmm. And then every time I mess up, I'm just getting better and better. And it's uncomfortable for sure, but 
it just also changes every other aspect of your life because then once you accomplish that one thing, you tap in and, and then you're like, okay, if I can do that, I can conquer this next fear. And then you start knocking all these barriers down that were obstacles on your path to propel you to wherever you're meant to be. Mm -hmm. And you're allowed to start over. You're allowed to try again. You're allowed to change who you want to be. You're allowed exactly. to change your your favorite color, what you love to do. You, you're allowed to shift and change and there is no age limit on this. 100%. Let's get this so clear right now. 28 sitting here, 38 sitting here. I think I've changed more in these last three years than I had my entire oh, life. Yeah. I've changed more this one year than I have in my entire life and learned more for sure. And it's because it was a hard one, but a million great lessons and also the greatest year because I'm coming home to myself. Yes. And it's so beautiful. And like you said, I, that's another point that I had, I heard the other day and it, it resonated with me so deeply. So I wanted to share is that I'm not who I was five minutes ago. Yep. I'm not who I was five years ago. Mm -hmm. And so if you feel like, cause I wasn't a healthy person a couple of years ago and I felt that imposter syndrome of, I can't have a health Instagram. I can't explain this stuff to people because I wasn't a healthy person, but that is all, limitations I was placing on myself because of conditioning and whatever else I had in trauma and whatnot in my life. And then as soon as I let that go, I started evolving. I started being that person, being a healthy person. I still make mistakes and I have unhealthy moments, but every single day I'm evolving and getting better and becoming that thing that I told myself so many times I couldn't be. And I limited myself and I put myself in a box. And now that I've crushed through that box, I'm the healthiest, best version of myself. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm only going to get healthier and happier and hotter and richer because yeah. I'm following that baby. Yes. Yes. Ooh, I'm shaking right now. I Let's love go. this. I could literally, I know. I've seen the Oprah shake where she's yes. like, yes, everybody, you get a million dollars. You get a million dollars. You. I can't wait till we have throwing out millions <laughs> yeah, of dollars. Yeah, I can't to wait people. to do these Woo! giveaways. But oh, that's it. Your resistance, there is so much behind. Become your own uh, detective, become your own best friend. Tapping into who you're meant to be is not an easy task, but you know what? If you don't, yeah. Oh, so I always imagine? think about that. Like before I make the phone call, before I call somebody, like there have been times in business when I was ready to sell the woman's house. I had so much resistance about this one phone call that I had to make. I procrastinated for weeks. Every time I was in the car by myself, I'm like, do it now. You talk to people all the time. You're on the phone all day. Just make this one phone call. And then finally, I don't know what it was. I think I was in enough pain mm. that I had to change. That's another thing we say in AA all the time. I learned so much through that program that to touch on what you had said is I don't have to have 10 years of experience in something in order to feel okay or worthy of sharing. If one person has 12 hours of sobriety and I have 24, I can help them on what it's like to get through the next 12 that they haven't experienced yet. Exactly. And that is what we need to start doing as a collective, well, as a community. 1000%. Like nobody wants to look back and regret. And that's something that I learned so much of being a nurse. And I've been by so many people's sides at the last days and mm. hours of their lives. And I've heard so many people and the regrets are always that they stayed in the unhappy marriage. They didn't call their kids. They didn't show up for themselves. They didn't follow their dreams. They didn't cross the country and become the singer they wanted to be because mm -hmm. it wouldn't make them money. Do not let fear stifle you because one day you're going to look back and you are never going to be this young. You're never going to be this healthy. 
this is the moment, the time is now, stop pushing things off. And like we said, it doesn't have to be, you know, a massive shift, but one little thing, like if you every single day are stuck inside next morning, wake up five minutes earlier, go outside for five minutes, meditate, sit with the self and ask yourself, what does it mean to come home to myself? What does it mean to bring myself joy? And then you implement in little ways and you start planting the seeds and eventually you will reap the harvest. Mm. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's what we're here to do. We're going to come home to ourselves. We're going to become the most authentic versions of, of ourself. And what's inevitable from my personal experience is the more I walk through that resistance, the more I tell the doubters or the voice within myself, which can be very loud, that chaotic, mm. like chatter voice to calm down, that I'm going to follow this stronger version of myself, the more calm version of myself, I succeed and it's always better than I expected. Mm. Always. Yes. I feel like my life has just been one giant dumpster fire that's just turned into like a celebration and then it's like a dumpster fire and then it's a celebration. Oh, I <laughs> it's feel like, that hard Isn't that kind of life, right? Yeah. I remember my dumpster fire the other day, started our podcast and <laughs> yes. now I couldn't be fucking more thankful that I had a five panic attacks a week because it transmuted into <laughs> one of the best things ever and now brings me so much happiness. And also we have just had so much connection and community coming oh. to us from this podcast of people that related or learned something or laughed and we just want to thank everybody so much because it honestly is like rocket fuel up our ass cheeks oh my goodness can i tell you okay so i am such a nerd so for me like people get starstruck when they see whatever like a listers i'm such a nerd that so before we started this remember i was in school and i was on a track for pre-med i decided to go back to school i was like you know what I want to have the medical background. I want to be able to help people. I resisted the part of myself that was, no, I'm enough as an intuitive healer that the things that I hold and the knowledge that I know brings value to people. But for me, it was like, well, I must have to add more to it. Mm. Since we've started this podcast and I decided, you know what? No, that's not the path that I need to take. I had, I broke up with it. Like I was heartbroken when I decided not to go back to school. Like my, the little nerd in me who loves to learn. And sure enough, I kept hearing that higher voice saying, this is all going to work out. This is all the way that it's meant to be. And then you come in, we start this podcast. Can I tell you more doctors? I've <laughs> talked to more doctors in the last few weeks than ever. And they're the ones who are saying, I love your podcast. I love the dynamic of the podcast. I love what you're doing. And so I just want to say to all those doctors, like you are my A-listers. Like, I am a nerd for you. Like my starstruck. I'm like, oh, oh my God. I feel the exact same way. And I just start crying when you said that because it's just so beautiful and you're so right. And we all, we all tell ourselves that we can't do these things or we're meant to be something else. And it was because, you know, you were trying to fit into this mold and mm. be seen by others as something where, okay, now they'll trust my, yep. my, my knowledge, but you've learned and sort of showed you that you don't need that, that that isn't who you are. And you are a strong and intuitive healer within yourself right this second. And fuck what that school could have ever yeah. taught you because your path is different. It's okay. You're enough. 
Oof, man, she she gets me emotional over here. I'm tearing up today. You and get me fired up. I also love how emotional I've become and how tapped into being sensitive. Because like I was talking about before, I used to hide so much of it being like hyper masculine. Mm. And coming home to myself too, I just let it rip. Like if I want to cry, I just cry. And it feels so much better. And I have more happy tears and sad tears than I ever have. But it's just such a cathartic release. When you say to that masculine, for any of the men that are listening – what Lauren's talking about is the wounded masculine, mm. which is, you know, those are the men that they had to go to war. You have to clean up the pieces. You can't show vulnerability or you, you've been led to believe the dirty lie that being vulnerable and being emotional is a weakness. And that's not it at all. And that's what we're doing here as a collective. We are shifting. Mm. We are coming into the awakening of the divine feminine, which doesn't mean women only. It means that it's a part of you that feels okay being seen, being heard, making mistakes, making more money, receiving, uh, being creative, being emotional. Yeah. And when Lauren talks about crying, it's also a shortcut to releasing some of this energy that we trap into our body. So 100%. cry, shake, laugh, scream, mm. you know, dance, move, write. And also crying releases oxytocin, your love hormone. So you physiologically feel calmed down and relax after it. And also to what she was saying about the masculine and the feminine is we just want there to be a beautiful balance of both because we see so much beauty in, in both of them. It's just that sometimes our society kind of coerces us into um, like she had said, the wounded masculine or the wounded femi mm -hmm. feminine and vulnerability is strength and tr coming from us women, like to see a man that is safe and vulnerable and in touch with his emotions is the sexiest, most attractive masculine quality that you could ever possess. So please men tap into that. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of today, I have therapy. Oh, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Yep. So I'm excited to be back in therapy because it's been a little while, my intuitive healer, um, she's amazing. She moved to Florida. And so it's kind of hard to, you know, do, but I like doing um, therapy because it's been a while. So. I need to go to therapy. You're kind of my version of therapy. <laughs> Girl, find another. I know. She's <laughs> like, okay, but no, 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 that's not true. But I no, love I my aspect of it and I'm totally kidding. But again, see, there's the. No, no but I, I tell everybody that like my Reiki sessions with Eileen that my mom got me for my Christmas gift, which is how like we really connected. Mm. I felt like, well, I know that I got through what probably would have taken me 10 years in conventional therapy in five sessions. Yeah. Like I released and talked about shit that I didn't even know was there or was a trauma to me. And then somehow, some way, like with her witchy fucking voodoo, I don't know, how voodoo. To, I don't know how else to describe it literally. Cause I would go in and I'd be like, I'm not even upset today. And I would leave. <laughs> I'd, bawling my eyes out and I would leave feeling like the weight of the world was off my chest. Mm -hmm. I started saving the Reiki sessions. I'm like, I'm just going to wait till I'm having a mental breakdown because that's just going to fix it for me. And I don't mean it like that because you have to do the work. But. Yeah, but it is. It's. It took me a long time to accept that I am an intuitive healer oh. and I get to do this and help other people but it's because of you know those know. days and i in just my... want to remind you that you are an intuitive healer you have mm. healed so many people i've witnessed it mm. her touch is healing her voice is healing her words are healing and her energy and presence is a blessing and i can say the same exact for you because if i i mean you're my a-lister right here like 
<laughs> I'm starstruck for you. Like all the things that you know, I'm, well, I love it. And my mind always goes to. feel the same to. way about you though. <laughs> I'm like, I got to ask Lauren. I got to ask Lauren. I got to, Lauren will know. Yeah, <laughs> Lauren will know. And I've like said it. And even Jimmy's like, so uh, can Lauren uh, tell us about the vitamins that our bodies need? Can she like hook us up to an IV? Can we like do the whole, I'm like, of course we can. I'm like, Lauren will definitely, she'll oh. know. Oh, yes. I fucking love you. you I feel the know, same way about Lauren. you with anything emotional or spiritual in my life. So I'm glad that we have this beautiful reciprocation that goes back and forth. I think we make a great team. We do make a great team. Oh, man. I love you. All right. So I'm going to pull love a card. Too. I'm going to pull a card from the Starseed Oracle. This is, I actually call this my self-love deck. Um, but one of them was a jumper and I fucking love it because it goes exactly with the authentic mm, self and coming home for yourself. Ready? Source always delivers. You're not for everyone. Embrace your weirdness and face your true north. Oh, what is God. better than you walking into a room full side. of people? Yeah. Right. And you're just like, I'm going to let it rip. I'm just going to let myself be who I am and the people that navigate towards you. It's, it is a way to, um, it's like jump a compass. Time. you cut out the bullshit and it's, it's a compass and a magnet. Like, mm -hmm. and that's been my mantra that I keep telling the universe is allow who is meant to be here, be, to be here and allow who is supposed to leave, leave. And my hands are open. Yeah. They are. And okay. Oh, that just like hits so different. And yeah, you are not for everyone. You are not supposed to be liked by everyone. That would make you fake. You have to have a backbone. You have to stand up for something. You have to believe in something. And you should not be a chameleon who changes with the group around you. And we've talked about being a lighthouse before. If your light is not on, how can the people that are supposed to be around you find you? Mm. How can they find you? Yeah. I used to say this again in AA all the time. What a gift that our the vibration that we hold and the ability that we have as deep feeling and deep healers as people I believe when they transmute addiction and alcoholism is we had this compass of destruction that led us all together. Yes. It might have been the shadow side of it, but boy, my light was on. There was no denying when you looked at me that she was hard up, drunk and addicted. Yeah. But that's the, so turn on your light. Good, bad, indifferent. If you're feeling anxiety, if you don't know who you are right now, if you're lost, if you're confused, if you share that with people from an authentic place, your people will find you. Yeah. And your people, what they're really your people are going to help you find home a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be able to do the same for them too. Like I know that me on my journey coming home, one of my friends sent me just such a beautiful text. I could cry thinking about it the other day. And she just told me that I was a lighthouse for her and that the way I've handled the year I've had has helped transform some of my friends. And, and that is just like what it's all about. You know, it's like we're better for ourselves, but in doing so, we're influencing everything around us because everything around us is a mirror of ourselves. Yep. And people are watching. People yeah. are watching and they're listening, whether it's, you know, and that's not a, that's not saying in a conceited way, but there are people that are watching you very closely that, um, you know, they act like they don't give you a, the time of day, but what you do matters and, um, and you matter and you are so supported and you are so loved and you are so worth it. And this world needs your light on. So find that authentic version of you tap into him or her. Yeah. Come home to yourself. You deserve it. We love you guys. Oh, we love you so much. And we will see you on the next episode of Mindset Mayhem. All right. XOXO, your BFFs. We love you. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to Mindset Mayhem. If you've enjoyed, please leave a five-star review, download, like, and share with friends. You can find me, Lauren, on Instagram at HigherHealingCEO. And me, Eileen, at Eileen the Mindset Mom. Just a reminder, Mindset Mayhem is strictly for entertainment purposes only. This podcast is not intended to treat, diagnose, or replace medical or therapeutic advice from a professional. Also, we do post affiliate links, so if you were to click on one of them at no extra cost to you, we would be compensated. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you all. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.